It's time for the Total Sports Quinty Podcast with your hosts, Randy Ewens and Mike Bond. We're celebrating sports and athletes from the Quinty region and beyond. Get ready for the Total Sports Quinty Podcast. Okay, so here we go, episode 54. As always, it's Mike here, and on the line we got Randy. How are we tonight, Randy? Hey, Mike, better question is you. Like, obviously, you've been traipsing all across the country, heading to Alberta. Hiking is sore from all your hiking? I was not sore. We were both, uh, Jen and I were both surprised, like, after doing some pretty pretty strenuous hikes we didn't uh we we were feeling okay after we were kind of surprised but uh it's man it's beautiful country out there i am going to do everything i can to get out there at least once a year because i love it out there well being an oilers fan you just think that you should pack up and move out there maybe well you know (laughs) if my work opened an office i might put my hand up i don't know not not edmonton's okay but just if you got me out in canmore or out in the mountains or even jasper wow just just us talking so you know edmonton (laughs) like it it's so cold it is like the people are really nice the town is a good town but it's so cold man i i honestly don't i I can't live there calgary they'll tell you because i lived in calgary they'll tell you oh well it's you know you get these chinooks and it's so nice in the middle of winter it's garbage because it blows about 90 kilometers an hour during a chinook and (laughs) it's maybe a warm wind but it just bites and then it turns back to be minus 15 you got block heaters on your car it's not uh it's not i don't know I do like, like, I, I love the proximity to the mountains when I lived there. It was great to drive there and go, like, it's just stunning. You can't, there's nothing like it. And it is a wonderful place, but I don't know. Kelowna would be the place for me, I think. If I was going to move out to Kelowna. Uh, now I, you know, I've never been to Kelowna. I've been through that general area, but not specifically to Kelowna, which, and it is beautiful, but I think, uh, well, Jen and I, when we go out, we kind of go, what if we had a place here, right? And I could <laughs> yeah. see spending a, a month in the summer and a month in the winter there, right? Like it would be cold, but it's a month and it's just so stunning and all the outdoors activities you can do that are just right out your door. It's just incredible. Well, it's different when you're there for a month because it's a novelty act. You're there, you yeah. ski, fantastic. Like it's, it'd be awesome. But when it drags on and it's May and it's snowing and then you're going, you're going, thank God it's May 2 for a weekend and we're going to have a beautiful weekend and it snows yeah. <laughs> and, it and the hail the size of golf balls is another, just, I don't, I don't know how many times my car got dented from golf, golf ball hail. That's a there. big deal yeah. in Calgary, especially, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. But I did, I did like it there. I, I enjoyed playing hockey. I played lacrosse out there. Uh, the people I met, I loved it. But um, yeah, I was quite happy to come home. But anyways, but moving on, we want to talk about, we've got a couple of guests coming in. Um, we've got Katie McNair and Maddie Myers, which is an interesting story because the pair of them are going to the U.S. to um, play different sports, 
or be involved in two different sports um, at Adrian College in Michigan. And, but they both grew up as best friends. They're in high school together. And the whole story, how they chose to go to school there and how it all came together is pretty interesting. And in fact, now they're going off to school together to Michigan. It's kind of a neat little story. And, you know, both uh, come from pretty interesting backgrounds. One's a hockey player, the other one's a figure skater. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting story to hear about uh, how they met each other and then how they've carried on this relationship and how they're going to be able to, you know, carry it through university, which is going to be cool. Those long drives to Michigan together. For sure. And uh, both alumni of St. Teresa's, I believe, correct? St. Teresa's High School. That's what I understand. Yeah. Okay. And we can also bug, you know, about her parents because we both have had run-ins with them. <laughs> yeah how do you not have run-ins with referees right i mean so it goes. Yeah, I, I was saying you know i, I was gonna say i've argued with one set of these parents and you'd think the ones that i actually uh coach would be the ones no it's the ones that are the referees <laughs> I, I, I don't think i ever i don't think i ever argued with um with um Lori. i uh and nick always had we'd always have good spirited i think nick li- lives for that though right but we uh <laughs> I respected him. I think there was some mutual respect, but I don't know if he had. I'll, I won't speak for him, but I did respect him as a ref. He was a good. Anyway, so let's uh, let's bring him in. Absolutely. There. You go. Looks like we've got Maddie and Katie is just connecting now. Are you there? Hi. Yeah, I am. Thank you. Hi, Katie. Maddie, how are you? Good, you? Good. How are you? We got Randy Owens and Mike Bond. Thanks for jumping on our silly little podcast that we do. So you guys kind of fit the bill. We we have a story coming out in our, our magazine, Total Sports Magazine, that's coming out uh, in about a week, week and a half here, I believe. And I just saw the article and... and you know, usually Mike and I will book the guests. Um, we and out of the blue, Kelly, who does most of the work for us in the background, she set this this podcast up, and I she just told me she had two young ladies. I didn't know the names or anything until I saw the story, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was two families that I knew well. So um, I'm happy for both the girls, and and um, congratulations on committing to Adrian College, which we've got a little bevel connection to that in the past too. Alex Valley. I don't know if you ever ran across Alex Valley, but Alex was a pretty good hockey player, came out of the Bearcats organization, played for Durham West in PW. And then she went to Adrian and said about all the defensemen scoring records up there. So um, you're going into set of tradition. So hopefully you can target some of those, those numbers. But um, I guess the first question is, um, Maddie, tell us a little bit about, you know, you're, you're going in as a figure skater. When did you start figure skating? And I understand that this is synchronized figure skating that you're going to do. So if you could sort of go through all that progression would be really interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I started skating when I was three. My aunt has always been my coach. So it's kind of like a family thing. Um, I have always loved single skating for the longest time. And I was always obsessed with the rhinestones and the dresses and the pretty skates. And, um, it just kind of evolved over time into, um, a new thing of synchro, which is newer to our area than it is to like Toronto. But, um, the last two years we've done synchro in our area and I've absolutely loved it. It's one of like the like group activities that we get to do in skating. It's very few that we actually get to do. So having the opportunity to like 
skate with a whole bunch of girls and have fun while doing it has been amazing. And it's really helped me get this huge opportunity at Adrian. So I'm very excited to go there to show what I can do. Very cool. So if I may, um, and I pardon my ignorance, Maddie, but um, I'm not familiar with synchronized skating. So how many of you would be on the ice and how does a competition go exactly? Um, so usually like there's a group of 12 to 18 girls. Um, sometimes there's even eight, like just keeping it small. Um, and we all, there's like different elements that we can do as a group. Um, so those are kind of where we're all holding and connecting and we do like twizzle synchronized. Everything has to be all in sync and we work really hard to keep all of our steps like as close to timing as possible together. So it's very like strategic and it takes a lot of practice it's not something that you could just throw together it's takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of like teamwork for sure to make sure that we're all doing the right things at the right time and it's not like anybody is ever at fault it's um it's just a team effort to try and put our best foot forward very cool yeah i could see that being tricky to get everything pulled together and now you started at in sterling i'm out in sterling so i got to give a little uh rah-rah for Sterling. You started, is that correct? The Sterling uh, Figure Skating Club? Yes, I started at the Sterling Figure Skating Club in the Can Skate program. Nice. And who are some key people, coaches there? Um, Lindsay, again, Lindsay Newberry, my aunt, she is amazing. She's been my coach there since day nice. one. And she's been amazing for all of my skating. So go ahead, That's Randy. Awesome. No, so so now you progress into going to Adrian College, and I we should bring Katie into this discussion now. So, Katie, um, I you know obviously everything that she's accomplished was because of her soccer coach when she was little. Uh, but, <laughs> yes. But, but uh, so, but Katie, obviously you played for the BMHA. You played started with the boys hockey, then you went to play girls hockey, Clarington, and. Whitby, and then you started the PW um, probably what three years ago, I guess, right? Two or three years ago. Yeah. So, you know, how did how did you um, find Adrian? Like, how did this all come about? Like, obviously, you've you've been playing hockey, you've been ch chasing the dream to go play college hockey somewhere. And how did you find the Adrian? And how did Maddie and you together find Adrian? I guess the best way to put it. Um, for me, it was almost kind of a fluke because I wasn't really looking for any schools in specific, but I was just looking, like you said, in general, just to go play hockey. And I wanted to continue chasing what I've chased since I was younger. So Adrian had reached out and offered um, me to play there. And then I was considering it, but I wasn't too sure because it was in the States and I wasn't hundred percent about leaving Canada, but I ended up really liking it. And they had what I wanted to taken school and in the science field they have amazing facilities and amazing things that can that they offer me and it was just kind of a really good fit and I've just really enjoyed the process of going there so far very cool now I I know uh, from when Alex Valley went there and I know that the academics are, are exceptional we've sent our Wellington Dukes we've sent a few players there as well and and the hockey program is pretty well known they, they do quite well in that division it's a um, it's it, it 
plays um, sort of over an ACHA a little bit, and instead of it's crossover NCAA, it's and uh, but it's it's in a real neat part of Michigan. Have you been down there yet? I, I think it's Maddie. You've been down, but Katie, you haven't because of COVID. So, is Maddie? Are you the one that's guiding Katie and say this is actually a good place to go, or because you're kind of sending Katie blind? Um, well, she did actually reach out to me when she first was thinking about it, and I was telling her kind of my experiences down there and how amazing is. It's kind of like a small town like Trenton. So I went to a few other colleges that had reached out to me, and it was just a really big city, and I would like it was really overwhelming to me because I've been in such small towns for a majority of my life. So um, it was very like a homey feel compared to like a big city, big lights type of thing. So it was like super nice to have something where everybody connects and all the like professors know that most of their students are athletes. So they try and work with us to get the best grades as well as being athletes. So it was a super different experience that they actually came into like our camps during the summer to just talk to us and talk to us how their academic programs work and how they keep up with athletes and stuff on their time while we're at school. That's awesome. So you guys have been friends for a long time, right? Um, yeah, basically all high school. So are you guys going to be rooming together down there? You're going to obviously be having long drives together for years. So this, this yes. will be able to hold up over all this period of time. <laughs> I'm obviously um, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I'm just curious. Okay, so... Um, get get this right now. So, Katie, you're the hockey player. So, what uh, what position do you play, and what do you think are the, uh, I guess what what are your key attributes that got you a, a, a scholarship into the states? Um, so, I'm defenseman. I've been a defense my whole life, and it's really the only position I've loved to play. I've tried forward, but wasn't too big for it. Um, I would say when I was uh, or when I was younger, a big thing that helped me kind of maneuver my way through the boys' world was being more physical than not. Especially being a female, I was a little bit smaller and shorter than a lot of the boys I was playing with. So I really tried to include um, physicality into my game. And I tried to bring that when I transferred over to girls, I tried to bring that with me as I moved in. It was a little different because girls, they're not allowed um, body checking and they use more of their sticks and speed. So I definitely had to transition a lot. But that's one thing I would say I really try to bring into my game all the time as best as I can. And hopefully once I go to Adrian, that'll just um, uh, keep increasing. So and you'll like it. It's NCAA is a little bit, the college hockey is a little bit more physical, so it'll fit your game pretty good. Games. Yeah, exactly. I'm very excited for that. So completely uh, off topic of hockey, but both of you, I assume, are watching the Olympics. And um, we've uh, we've watched the, the women do outstanding. The Canadian men have been, well, I don't know, they're doing their best, I guess. But uh, I'm curious, does, especially watching the, the Canadian women beat the U.S. in soccer, um, like, is that an inspiration for you? Is that particularly poignant for, for the two of you to, to see if, um, the Canadian women do so well? 
Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, I definitely think so. Yes, because it's just um, it's something that I've kind of watched growing up and been like, that's just amazing to see people do this. And it's normally always been the men. So this year, it's just a great turn. I think for everyone, not just young athletes, it's just really everyone. I think it's awesome that they're watching and they're um, looking at these females who have done this for years and years, and now they're finally accomplishing their dreams. I just think it's um, very motivational for everyone to watch. How about you, Maddie? I'm kind of in the same boat with Katie. Watching all these females do such great things this year has kind of been like really amazing because, um, again, we've had a few issues where females weren't as valued as um, some boys in certain sports. So watching all the girls win all these medals has just been like very inspirational and knowing that like it's possible has been great. It's awesome. And I guess the last question, Katie, you alluded to the fact you you're looking at sciences. Um, what are you planning on taking at, at Adrian? And, and do you know, you know, any sort of a career path you want to do afterwards, or you just sort of take the courses and see where you, where it ends up? Um, a little bit of both. So um, I'm right now I'm enrolled in bachelor of science and then a major in biology. Um, and I like animals in the environment. So that's why I'm kind of going to stick to that path. But then I'm also kind of intrigued with the medical side of things. So I'm not a hundred percent yet, but I'm just going to take some of my electives in the medical field and then see how that works out. And then I might end up changing my major to a biomed. I'm really not sure yet. I'm just going to take some classes and see where my interests spark. That's, no, that's a good plan. It's uh, things change so quickly while you're at school, your interests and what you get exposed to something. So yeah, that's great. How about you, Maddie? What, yeah. what are you focusing in on? Um, so I'm majoring in physical education and then I'm minoring in psychology um, and then when I come like when I finish university I'm going to come back and take a few other courses to get me my English um, teaching and my um, social sciences probably yeah. you want to be a teacher is that where you're heading do you think yeah high school for sure yeah nice. that'd be very cool. good for you and I guess the, the last question I have for you is, so obviously your parents have driven a bazillion miles getting you guys down everywhere. Um, how, can you speak a little bit about, you know, all the things that how your parents have been involved and how important they've been through your process, Maddie? Like, uh, I know your mom has been heavily involved in your figure skating and your dad, you know, ever, can you speak to some of that? Yeah, of course. Um, my Both of my parents have always supported my dreams in every way, which has been amazing. And they've um, both given up quite a few things to help me get to where I am. And I know my dad loves his hockey, and he always books off my competitions and makes me a first priority, which is amazing. And my mom does the same thing, and she's always putting me first, which is lovely. And I don't know what they're going to do without me this year to keep them busy, but um, they have drove me probably a million miles <laughs> so i'm really happy that they've helped me get to where i am and i could not have got to where i am without them so i love them all very much and katie Dan, um, basically basically the same as maddie i mean i'm sure you know just as well too randy that you do miles and miles to toronto kingston over the borders you go everywhere really um my parents were always the ones who pushed me to try out for certain teams and specifically when i switched from boys to girls my mom was the one who pushed me to go to the toronto area or gta area just because it was a bigger center and it was more um 
you got more, uh, you were viewed by more people and you can make more teams. And I'm forever grateful for her that she made me go that route because it opened up so many doors for me and it um, got me into the PW. And then I eventually moved to Kingston, which was a great move for me. So really both of them are kind of behind everything that's happened with me and um, happened to me. And I couldn't be more thankful for everything they've given up to watch me succeed. So. Yeah, it's funny, you know, you hear people talk about you know, how it be so crazy driving your kids all over the place, but I always come back to the fact that how often do you get to pin your kids down for two hours in the car to actually yeah. <laughs> talk to you? So I think that your relationships with your parents become so much stronger because of that time you spent in the car with them, and it's going to be tough for your parents when you guys both leave, but, um, you know, that bond will still be there because all the time you spent, which is great. So hopefully you guys don't completely leave and move away and you come back to the area at some point. So that's all <laughs> we're in hopes for anyways. But, um, Mike, you got anything else? No, I'll just, I'll just say, uh, you know, I'm recently an empty nester kids. And uh, just to let you know, your, your parents will figure it out. It, it's, it's not that bad, but, <laughs> but, but uh, Got back from Alberta. Yeah, that's right. No, um, but no, I really appreciate you taking the time tonight. Uh, I I love hearing the stories of of young people like yourself going out and being successful in sports, and and just the world is your oyster now. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thanks, and I hope everybody checks out your story. There's pictures of you too, and uh, and magazine coming out in the next week or so. So hopefully, people will grab it. So. Thanks, ladies. Best of luck. And uh, hopefully we see you around the ring some point soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys, very Thank much. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Well, good. That was great. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, like, like we are saying, like, like it's, it's just so great to pair up academics in school and for them to get an opportunity to go do this and um, – like I mentioned, Adrian is such a great school. It's in a, a, a really fantastic setting, small town. It's kind of like that idyllic, um, you know, you see in the old movies, the the little tiny school with the, uh, you know, that kind of park light setting. It's, nice. it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty neat place. So, yeah, it's uh, not a bad place to spend four years of your life, that's for sure. And the academics are exceptional alex uh to go back to alex valley you know alex was my assistant coach one year um tremendous young lady who uh you know while she was working working at parmalade helping me coach she was working on all different courses and i just uh was happy enough she asked me to um to uh help her as a as a recommendation to get her into the ivy business school and she's gone on to do her she's doing her mba while she's working at Parmalot. and uh wow. you know she's she's the perfect example of someone who paired academics and sports and took it to the ninth level and just became an amazing human being at the end of it and and uh, hopefully it works out for these two young ladies too to uh it's pretty pretty cool school for sure no that's a such a great opportunity it's great to hear stories like that and uh what about the Olympics? Yes. You've been watching? Yeah, I've been watching. You know, I, I the first week, I, I honestly, I didn't watch that much, and uh, I was just just timing and work and everything else. But the last over the weekend, the last little bit, I really got hooked. I I really got hooked on the women's soccer because you you could see there's something they're building towards something, right? Like I think that loss early just to Sweden was a bit of a setback, but 
they they definitely were building towards something. I thought that was fantastic. This whole Simone Biles thing has been a, that drama. I just feel bad for that kid. Mm-hmm. Like it's like in you know someone's mental health. Like you don't know what it's like to be doing those kind of tricks on those, that apparatus. And the people giving her a hard time. Like give me a break. Like she obviously there's there's issues there. she doesn't have anything to prove like and she's what is she 24 25 years old which is like being an 85 year old hockey player like <laughs> like the amount of abuse her body's gone through she doesn't owe anybody anything so it's uh yeah it's been interesting i i like some really cool things i i love watching i watched the men's um triathlon i don't know if you saw that no i didn't but it was it was amazing this guy uh the guy that won it came kind of out of nowhere but he just you're watching him as they're running you're going that guy looks like me running there's no way like he he's working way too hard compared to all these other guys that look so smooth while they're going but he just laid it all out he just kept running and running and like until the point where he gets the finish line just collapses like the the theater of sport is just on display is just amazing it, it's so cool to see did you see the um i think netherlands the one girl hassan i think who she's doing the yeah. 1500 meters she falls in her heat and gets up and yeah. beats her um, how is that possible it shouldn't be possible because they should pace yeah. themselves so that they do the absolute fastest time they can like yeah. she should have been 10 meters uh, ahead of everybody if she could yeah. do that pace i yeah. don't understand no, no it's, it, yeah that was that was another great example that was just <sighs> unbelievable to watch like you know and you you feel the other thing that really i watched the 100 meter finals or the 100 meter heats for for racing for men's men's 100 and there's countries there i thought i knew most countries <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty good i you know that whole uh like naming flags, I'm pretty good at that. But I could not, there was countries that I'd never heard of. There was some guy racing that had like the dookie haircut and he's blonde hair, dyed. He's from some country halfway between Hawaii and Fiji. Never heard of it. <laughs> um, and there's guys in this race, but you know, these guys train for, well, they've been training forever, but obviously the Olympics were canceled. Now they've had another year. They put all this time and effort in of high intense training for two years to get ready for this. And you fault once in the 100 meter and you get booted out. Oh, that's a British guy, right? Yeah. There's a couple of them that got booted out. And I was like, I just, my heart sucked for them. Like, it's just like, it's, how's that fair? Like, how can you, and I understand you can't let everybody fault you know because then you're done it would be like till midnight to get it all done but at the same time there has to be something to where there's some it's not black and white because like the one guy i saw i don't even know if it was a british guy it was another guy he just didn't get comfortable and he stood up and he and he you're supposed to put your hand up i think to say that you're you know you're uncomfortable and and he didn't and then he got kicked out right it wasn't like he was trying to get a, a lead on somebody or cheat a little bit so those kind of things bother me, but I get it. You know, it is, it's, 
it's the rules it's the olympics but man if i suck oh i can't imagine that poor guy and then i don't know if you saw the the one where the british guy he knew it was him but they all have to go back to the starting blocks because they have to watch the video i guess or review it and he stands there and they has to wait for the judge to come out and hold a card up right in his face i'm like just tell the guy he's gone do you really it's like in soccer where they hold the no come here come here i need to show you the the card to your face just to humiliate you i mean the poor guy's got to stand there and wait for the guy he knows yes i know this is coming like oh it's so it's just so performative it's silly <laughs> it was my my dad um my dad got his black belt in judo when i was little um name dropping dick cherry don cherry's brother was got his black belt with my dad they used to be in the same dojo and in their dojo in kingston was uh, a guy named ray takahashi who won the gold I don't know if he won the gold or silver, but he won a medal at the 76 Olympics in Montreal. And that was the first time I ever really focused in an Olympics. I was, so what was I? I was nine. And I remember the, that 76 Olympics for so many reasons, Nadia Comaneci and yeah. Bruce Jenner and all that stuff was, was such a cool thing to watch. It's the first time I ever watched it. And so I always make a point of watching the, the, the judo with my dad and to see this, Canadian women do so well this year was amazing. And I didn't even realize, and it kind of relates back to what we're trying to do with total sports. We have this, this woman who is like the defending world champion in judo in her weight class. I've never heard her name brought up once, not once ever in any of the lead up to the Olympics. And she's like a two or three time world champion. Unfortunately, she lost in the semifinal and she ended up getting a bronze and she was expected to get gold, but nonetheless, like, where where's the where's the coverage of this stuff like why is why do we not hear about like this woman like it's just i don't know it's something's lacking in how we do our sports and media i don't know everything's so top heavy and yeah. professional men's professional sports that it's just kind of sad in some ways that these people get a five minute blurb for their sport it's kind of unfortunate yeah well i will say though like the the women athletes, like I mentioned earlier, have been absolutely dominating for Canada, the medal count. Um, so they're, they're definitely getting some profile and, and good for Penny Alexiak. What an amazing athlete she is. Yeah. How's that for a family for this week? <laughs> no you know, her brother signs for what, five and a half, six million in Seattle. And uh, yeah. she wins becomes our most decorated that's not a bad not a bad week for that family uh, not bad so. you know jamie's kind of like the, the side thought right like penny's the hero and oh yeah i just play in the I nhl <laughs> working on working on his swimming he's going to take her out of the <laughs> yeah good stuff drive. no well thanks for this um you bet. get some rust up from your big trip get back in the swing of things i'm ready to go going out to bay Quinny, uh tomorrow or no thursday gonna play around so got my new clubs from john g up at the landings oh awesome yeah. enjoy yeah looking forward to it uh you'll love it we played uh we played this weekend the course is immaculate it's in great shape awesome all right thanks all right we'll talk to you This has been another episode of the Total Sports Quinty Podcast. If you have suggestions for local athletes to be featured or local sports you'd like to hear about, drop us an email, boqtotalsports at gmail.com. And on the socials, we're at boqtotalsports. And of course, check out our website, 
boqtotalsportsmagazine.ca. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.